Market Soccer News For insight that excels For expert analytics You better go somewhere else Portland Betting Soccer Podcast Enjoy it now cause it probably won't last Patches poop, they cover it all They'll discuss everything except football Portland Vanity Soccer Podcast. So I f- your b- you f- motherfucker. <laughs> I couldn't. Uh, the story, <laughs> the story behind that. Sorry, everyone, is that I wanted to play a, 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 a cut of a rap song, which I am not allowed to, as deemed by Greg. Um, so I figured I would just, you know, open it up there with the um, with the opening line from that lovely rap song. Which maybe what song I, is it? Uh, Hit him up by Tupac. Um, oh, it was during the height of the gangster rap war between oh. him and Biggie Smalls. It Classy. is. Lyrically, if you've never heard it, one of the most uh, directly uh, offensive and uh, it like threaten uh, threatening of murder uh, throughout the entire song. It's, it's really good. Um, I wouldn't have taken you for a West Coast guy. I thought you would have been true to your East Coast roots there. Okay, so in fairness, uh, I am definitely a uh, uh, I'm pro Biggie in the in the grand scheme of East versus West. However. That Tupac song is probably, it's possibly the greatest rap song um, of uh, like, the, I don't want to say all time, but it's it's in the top five uh, for anyone who listened to any type of gangster rap and like forget the messaging. It's just so ballsy. Um, who won uh, that war? I think it's a stalemate. Oh, we all won. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We, we did all win. I mean, hell, like you think about that. You remember those um, uh, the Source Awards and uh, and like that was right after. Like I forget what had just happened, but uh, Snoop Dogg was on stage and they're like, they ain't got no love for the West Coast. And then Snoop Dogg later in his life does the song World War Three with the Rough Riders crew, and they combined every coast of this uh, country, uh, every genre. Um, the, the real bitches and hoes are the friends we made along the way. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much my life. But uh yeah, so I uh I wanted to the, the, the I'm sorry, before we even get into the episode, the reason that I wanted to add that uh song was because there's a lyric where it says, You think you mob, we the motherfucking mob. Um and so at four oh eight in the morning on Monday, uh someone who thought they were the motherfucking mob like drove up my street and decided to smash my front uh passenger side window. And I was going to play that rap song uh, after some consultations with my um, my mob friend Lionel, <laughs> and uh, and Greg was. I think Greg, you cautioned as the voice of reason to to not play that song, and uh, I respect your I respect your your policing. I appreciate it. You, Somebody you has to be Randy. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So welcome. To episode 89, season 4, episode 21 of the Portland Vanity Soccer Podcast. Uh, my name is Jonathan, and I'm coming to you from Northeast Portland. And my name is Josh, and I am coming to you from West Lynn, Oregon. And this is Greg in Northwest Portland. So we released an episode two weeks ago after a long hiatus. Uh, a lot of you people listened to it. That was our most listened to episode to date, which is yeah, thanks. Unreal. Why? I like don't almost know. a thousand people listened to it. Before that, the most listened to episode was when we had Rune from Sort Snock on to talk about Evander before the season, uh, and we expected a bump there because his Danish listeners, you know, gave us a bump, and we like nobody, bumps. Nobody over there is listening to this one. But anyway, thank you guys. I, yeah, the the most interesting thing to me about that is I am definitely guilty of listening multiple times if we have a good episode, and I listened to that Evander one probably like five times, and that that counts towards the number of listens. And so 
I only listened to this one once, and it was a good episode. I just can't believe it was as good as or better than the Evander episode in terms of uh, number of listens. So I don't know what that's all about, but thank you guys. And thinking back on that episode and thinking what we talked about, we were late to the party on the Phil Neville thing. We talked about the playoffs. We talked about the format. It didn't really feel like a conclusion to our broadcasting year at the end of 2023. So I thought we would get together and just kind of put an ugly-ass, slimy, smoldering, foul-smelling bow on the year that was 2023 before calling it a year. And this is now the the first episode, as you said, without Randy as a part of this podcast crew. Although... I still feel like Randy will always be a part of this podcast crew because his mer- his face is on some of the merchandise that we've made <laughs> over the years, um, and he can't escape that. However, uh, I-, I think he'll be involved at some point throughout the season, as he said, and uh, I'm sure we'll get a couple old man yells at clouds bits uh, as-, as things transpire. But for right now... It's going to be the three of us, and we've discussed this at length, and we can't decide who is going to be the new Randy. And I, it's definitely not me, because I don't shut up, and I have way too many hot takes and opinions. And Josh is still learning about the beautiful game. He's only been watching it since his podcast started. And so <laughs> it only leaves one person left, and I... I I think that's I think that's you, Greg. I think you're the new Randy. God damn it. Yeah. Do I have to? Yeah, like what negative things do you want to say right now? Oh. Fat Greg yells at clouds. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, Josh. Go mail your patches. <laughs> that's fair. You're yeah. so dyslexic, Josh. Yeah. Josh, you can't even read. Um yeah. oh, <laughs> oh. Okay. Well, well, how do you want to? How do you want to? How do you want to kick this off? I almost feel like having Randy there as a grounding force is probably beneficial in some ways. And if we ever decide to open this up, uh, Josh is in charge of making the the job posting because his graphic design skills are better than me and Greg. Subpar at best. Sub, yeah. Subpar. I, I guess I'll, we'll kick it off like this. Do you guys read? Uh, no. What, yeah. <laughs> Do you guys read Matt Doyle's end of the year, like what 2023 meant for X team? He does one for every team once their season's over. No. Okay, well, tell us about it, Greg. It's a very entertaining piece. And his, he summarized the Timbers 2023 season with one three letter word that I'm not even sure is in the dictionary. And that's meh. And I kind of feel like. That kind of sums it up, but not entirely. What 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 do you guys? You got any pushback it was, on that? It was more than meh because remember, like a few months ago, we were like in second place. I think it was, or we weren't place quite for a few games. We weren't quite in second place, but had a few results gone in our direction, we would have been comfortably in the playoffs in a home field position. And it, it for ninety percent of the season last year, that didn't feel like a possibility. And then for ten percent, it did. And I was going wow, we might actually get this. And I'll never forget, was it Corey Woodworth on that damn post on some Facebook group where he was like, I hope you don't even make the playoffs. Um, And when we got to the end, I was more at the, I'm really glad we did not make the playoffs because uh, it would have been depressing to go watch us just get destroyed and um, and look very poor on the field. It was it was yeah. kind of mad. Let's let's go back to this time in 2022. Uh, do you guys at all remember your feelings about the upcoming season? Like, let's maybe not exactly December 2022, but after we knew we were getting a Vander, there was plenty of excitement around that. Yeah, but were were we believers, or were we still kind of shaking our heads, or was it more like the Dodgers thing? Josh and I keep joking about the Dodgers sh- signing Shohei Otani, of like, oh, we got the best baseball player of all time. I can't wait to get knocked out in the first round of the playoffs again. <laughs> was there kind of that with Evander coming on? Like, let's just start at the beginning I'll, of the year, work our way through it. Do you want me to go first, or do you yeah, want go Josh first. to say something unintelligible? 
I like turtles. <laughs> Thanks for the input, Josh. <laughs> Uh, apparently, everyone, if you pay for the, the, the more expensive version of Zencast, you can have all this stuff preloaded and ready to go. And so Greg is just he's the man on the mic. He's the MC now. He's pressing those buttons. And it's a uh, it's pretty good. Uh, it's a pretty good time. Uh, ooh, maybe tonight I'm going to bring us back in time later at the end of this episode and have a little bit of poop talk. It's been a while since I've uh, delved in some to some bathroom fun time. So um, okay. what I was going to say is I, I was very upbeat. I thought the signing of Evander was going to be the game changer for us. And I was extremely excited. And then when we did the interview with um, uh, Rune from Sortsnock, uh it, if you guys remember, we asked him the question, should we have any concerns? Because he was like, he, he's like, Evander is way better than Hani Mukhtar, and Hani Mukhtar had just won the golden boot. And so we were thinking in our heads, we are going to basically get the best player of all time. And what he said was he didn't acclimate to the team very well in the beginning and that he was a selfish player and that when he would get subbed off, he would have – like, you know, visually he'd be frustrated and it's about him. It's not about the team, but that over time he eventually became the, the team player. And I'm always intrigued about what it's like to be in a locker room like that in terms of all of the egos. Like he's clearly the highest paid player in the team, like one of the largest transfer fees for, um, well, I think our largest transfer fee ever, but the largest for ML, like one of the largest in MLS and maybe not top 10, but top 20 for sure. And, uh, maybe journalism's, I could look at and that. No one minute, talks but, about him. Yeah. But, um, you step into a locker room that has Sebastian Blanco, like Seba doesn't strike me as someone who's not going to hold in opinions and is clearly a leader in that locker room. And I wonder if it's like until Evander can become the leader in the locker room or at least become the most uh, listened to voice. I wonder if that like uh, I'm going down like a whole rabbit hole here, but I feel like he didn't deliver what we thought he was going to deliver. And so I think my initial your question was, is how did I feel going into the season I really felt like Evander was going to be the game changer. He was going to link up all the play and we were going to absolutely manhandle this league. And as it turns out, we were manhandled aggressively. So he was still, he was still very good. I think he was, he had flashes of brilliance and that was another comment on an MLS. I forget what Facebook group. And it was when the game against RSL was delayed due to severe lightning storms. And someone took a picture of the stadium with like the lightning bolts in the background. It's like the game is delayed because Evander's already throwing lightning bolts down on this field. And it was very funny because he was on a hot streak at that point, but like he's brilliant, but he didn't, it didn't fit into this team. And is that Geo's problem? Is that another player's problem? Is that everything all combined? Like, it's just weird. So I'm starting to think it might actually be Geo's problem. Uh, if you go back a couple of years, Geo refused to use Jeremy Abobasi as a striker and only played him on the wing. Uh, move J-Bo up top down in San Jose. And he's, you know, in top five goal scorers in the league. I was, I can't say for you guys, I was victim to, and I think Gio tried this as well. I wanted Evander to be a playmaking 10 like Valeri was. Like, I love the number 10. I love the playmaker. Uh, I've watched a lot of things on YouTube about how that's a role that's kind of dying in the top tier of soccer nowadays. And I think once Evander's role got shifted to like, a late arriving or a link up and later, you know, late to the box number eight, that's when he really broke open and started scoring goals and bring Santi in more centrally uh, to link up with him and be a part of that. So, and that happened after Gio left. And I love Giovanni Savarese, but it seems like, you know, maybe he was a little bit stubborn in his determination to use players where he wanted to use them. I might even consider Gio one of your your close personal best friends at this point due to your many random brushes against him in public. I mean, Kelly is does wear his pajamas to bed. Oh, that, nice. that, that's not a joke. Some of the stuff that uh, when he came by and was 
giving out, you know, a bunch of Timbers stuff that he owned to the army. Uh, some stuff that Kelly got was a pair of sweats and a sweatshirt. She wears it to bed all the time. So I have the shorts that match her sweatshirt. Nice. <laughs> so Geo is a part of all of us at this point. Yeah, is what I'm hearing. But um, I'm not saying that his penis touched my penis, but I'm saying <laughs> that probably happened in the shorts. <laughs> Like if he wore those shorts, you can never wash it out a hundred percent. That's just right. True. Yeah. Unless you always a little them. bit of smegma left behind. <laughs> so I'm looking back at our, our <laughs> early results. Uh, 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 I'm looking back at our early results on on the season. Uh, we're going all the way back to February. We barely squeaked out a one nothing win against Sporting KC on opening day, followed by a loss at LAFC, a loss at home against St. Louis. A five to one loss in Atlanta, a nil nil draw against the Galaxy, a one one draw against Dallas, a one nil loss in Vancouver. That's the beginning of our season every yeah. year. Yes, and I mean we're I never th- we're never good at the beginning. We just have to tough it out until the weather gets better. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, it, it felt real low. It felt so low. I feel that everyone's going to try to impress Philly boy and. We could have a banner year because of that this year. You know, so, new coach, new tactics. I don't know who else is changing, but maybe Liam will be up a little higher in the pecking order, and we'll see what happens. We'll ha- we have – it could be fun. I, I know we're still talking about last season, and we'll talk about Phil Neville again later, but I was watching Premier League Sunday uh, over the weekend, or if it was Saturday, I don't remember, but – uh, the NBC version and Mr. Phil Neville has been a pundit on there and Rebecca Lowe totally called him out for becoming the new head coach of the Portland Timbers on that on the on the broadcast and she's like nice. and Phil will be leaving us and head coach of the Portland Timbers so it was nice to get a little bit of love for the Timbers and they all the, laugh uh, yeah, I mean, the whole audience was <laughs> they like... They all shared a laugh. Yeah, they're like, good luck with that. Phil's uh, leaving us for the Portland Timbers of MLS. Yeah. <laughs> of the MLS. Yeah. The MLS. <laughs> all right, but so going back to... I actually have a question for you, Greg, which is... This is probably deeply personal, um, and it will be more so now for you, Josh, and me as we continue our journey into the land of 107ist. But you do a lot of TIFO stuff, and so... Do you feel motivated when the team is doing poorly or do you feel the same if they're winning? Like what, like, does it matter to you in terms of TIFO or is it kind of like, God damn it, this team is going to suck. I'm going to put all this effort into a TIFO and then they're going to lose and then it's going to be boring and blah, blah, blah. Or do you still bring the same level of motivation? It's the same level of motivation. I mean, obviously there's, there's a lot of excitement around the club when, when the club's doing well. And I'll be honest, we get a lot more volunteers to come. I was going to say, there's probably more volunteers. Yeah, when we're doing really poorly, there's fewer volunteers coming out because they're just not stoked. Uh, Which, fine, you know, you guys are volunteers. Everybody's a volunteer. You do whatever's best for you. But I think when the team is doing terrible, there's still this motivation of, like, well, we can't control what happens on the pitch, but we can still be the best damn supporters in the league. And one of the ways we do that is through TIFO. So I don't think it changes based on results. Do you feel like your TIFO efforts were better than the player efforts in the first part of the season? Uh, some of the players. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we were certainly better than Ivicic. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh, we got to talk about that again. So wait, back to the overall theme of the season. So, and for the first bit of results, it was it wasn't fun, man. Um, this is when I first started going. You could not get a ticket, and it was. If you were finding a ticket, it was well above face value. Dude, uh, I was on the wait, wait list for like five years. I was on the wait list since before I moved here Me ten too. years ago. Um, and um, I mean, obviously, a lot of things have happened in terms of the front office, the iron front, like you know. So a lot of people did lose motivation to go. But 
when the team was doing well, even like, you know, obviously the MLS Cup final was sold out. But when the team was doing well, even through some of the the crazy, it was still full. But this is, again, um, a season where I certainly spend more money on season tickets than I retain. Uh, like I, you know, it's like, or that I actually use and, uh, you know, it's, it's fine in the grand scheme of things, but I really hope that the excitement comes back again and not from a ticket perspective, but just like a full stadium perspective where I would love to see it full again. Um, and I would love for Merritt Paulson to still sell the team. Uh, <laughs> I just had to throw that in there. Uh, it'll happen. Yeah. Just after the world cup when he's got a billion yep. valuation. Um, who cares? But, It'll happen. It we have an end game. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. At some point, you know, like let's just get to that together. Yeah. But Josh, like again, like what uh, Greg asked, I answered first, and then I cut you off like ten times when you were trying to say something that would sound like it was actually like valuable and a value add to the overall podcast. But what was your take? Were you super pumped for the season? You think it was going to be good? Um, I, I'm always super pumped at the beginning of the season. I just like seeing everyone and hanging out and having fun. And then you get through that summer lull when we like, don't know if we're going to turn around or not and start to be good. Mm-hmm. And then there's the end of the season where like we were really fighting and it sucked that like, that's, I took a real toll. I was like happy yeah. the season was over, but I also don't want the season to be over and want to be in the playoffs and want to go as far as we could. I loved League Cup this year. Oh, that was, that was so good. That was so much fun, and I can't wait for that shit again. And I can't wait to like have games in Mexico and go down there and see the teams in their stadiums. It'll are, be so much fun. Are we committing? Are we going to do that as a podcast? Yeah. Are we going to go to Mexico yeah. if we get totally the away? I'd, yeah, I'd fucking love to go to Mexico. I, I'm going to jump in here and interject. I have such mixed feelings on Leagues Cup because... Of course you do, Randy. Sh- shut the fuck up. <laughs> new Randy. <laughs> no, of course you do, new Randy. Shut Tell up. me why it's terrible. <laughs> no, it it was a lot of fun. International soccer is a lot of fun. and There was some great stuff that came out of it. But even in the light of the news that dropped... What was it? Like five days ago now uh, oh, yeah, the day yeah, we're recording yeah. this of MLS first teams not be, not representing MLS in the US Open Cup and they're citing schedule congestion as one of the reasons well fuck you MLS for creating for completely manufacturing this with a competition that literally no one asked for but they manufactured a great tournament instead of the, uh, instead of the U.S. Open Cup, whatever, which is a piece of shit tournament that no one cares about. They manufactured a great tournament like Jonathan manufactures a giant deuce in the morning. Yeah, you put MLS against Liga Emekis and Sparks are going to fly. They didn't have to try. I know, so, but that's but it's fun. Like it's it's, it's fun to see these I'm not big saying Mexican teams. I'm not saying it's not fun. I'm saying it's selfish and short sighted and cynical of MLS to do. My it. here's my beef with the US Open Cup and why I think Leagues Cup is a better run uh for for us. Um uh, and then I'll give you the uh, other side of that coin too, as to why I still think that there's value in the U.S. Open Cup. But if I, if you were in charge of a business, Greg, you would definitely pick Leagues Cup. It makes way more sense. And that's again, we have to realize that even though this is a passion and um, a fun thing for us, this is a multi-billion-dollar enterprise who's trying to get richer. That's exact. That's what we're in. Um, so Leagues Cup. Better games, more exciting, um, and higher profile than playing against like Phoenix Rising. Now, uh, I the thing I don't like about U.S. Open Cup is that the way they do the draws, and that's how we're always facing the Seattle Sounders at some point during the U.S. Open Cup, and it's like that should be a, a, a final opportunity not to have to get you know play them early on and whatever. So it was kind of shitty in that sense, and how it always worked, but. Um, the one thing I love about us open cup, like I like about any international competition, be that, you know, the FA cup or whatever in England is that all the teams get a chance to play and compete. And you get to see some really small teams put together some really gritty performances. And I do love to see that. 
However, I would still rather see the Timbers play Tigres every time as opposed yeah. to, you know, Charleston Battery. And uh, I'm not I'm not opposed to any of those things happening. But if I had to prioritize, which was going to bring in more revenue for me as a team, more TV viewer like um, viewership uh, as a, as a league, and continue to grow the game of MLS in the U.S., I would I would absolutely choose Leagues Cup over U.S. Open Cup. You can tick all those boxes by raising the salary cap and adding a DP slot. Look and, at Miami and promotion relegation uh, and a bunch of other things. And I've it's never going to happen, dude. My eyes are all the way at the back of my head at ProRel. Oh, I really wish you, that conversation would stop. You you think? God damn it! You're so wrong. You and Josh, because Josh made fun of it last time I brought it up too. ProRel, I'm all I'm all for that. Oh, maybe it was Greg that talked shit about it. Then I don't. Oh, know. I am definitely going to talk shit about it. All I want is ProRel and a DP keeper, and we're good. <laughs> no. uh, and a bag of Doritos. Oh, I wish I had Doritos. Um, no, I. So I. Oh, we went off the tangent now again on U.S. Open Cup. It's good yeah. though. Keep going. Keep going. Yeah, I. I will be the the only benefit to keeping U.S. Open Cup for individual teams uh, is that if you win it, which it should be an easier tournament to win, you will get a Champions League spot or whatever the right. fuck we call it. Now that's not Champions League. But okay, but if the B team is playing or the next team or whatever, is the A team going to get the Champions League spot? There's no way, dude. If that happened, I would be super surprised. It'd be a great, like, cheating way to get into it. Um, but some of the better USL championship sides, like Indy Eleven or Las Vegas Lights, or even Detroit, are way better squads than any MLS Next Pro club. Like, yeah, agree. Like that. This, it, and that's one of the surprising things, seeing how upset USL teams are about this whole thing, because their chances of winning have never been better. Uh, and they're pissed. Like, they feel slighted. Well, because they don't get any ad revenue. I mean, um, television revenue, probably, now that lower clubs like RB teams are playing and stuff. Cause, and that's another thing. Um, is was, MLS- there te- was there television revenue before? Like, it was being broadcast on YouTube. Oh, was that what it was? I don't even know. I never watched it. It, it wasn't on Apple. Um, but anyways, go okay, on. So, so that's that's why um, MLS owns Leagues Cup. So it'll be broadcast on Apple, and exactly. you can get the viewership. And you got sucked in by watching all these games that you weren't able to watch. You can't If you were able to watch every U.S. Open Cup, it'd be great. Like today I was watching Chelsea-Newcastle um, for um, the Caribou Cup, or what is it? Carling Cup, EFL, what's it called? I don't even remember. I don't even know what it's called anymore. But, um, like, you usually, like, a few years ago, you couldn't even watch those games until it was, like, the finals. And, you know, it's, like, more, like, the, it's just not, I'm getting all over the place now. But I think the fact that it's owned by MLS means that you got to get sucked, you get, you get sucked in a little more, and it's more fun. But also, we liked, we liked the Champions League, which, you know, the Champions League, I don't even know what's going to happen with that anymore. Like, it's, it's still happening, right? It's but not it's called like, the Champions League. It's like the – I forget what they've renamed it, but – The CONCACAF Cup or something like that? Yeah, it's the same equivalent. And I – to me, the League's Cup is equivalent to the Champions League, but the Champions League still guarantees a spot to the Club World Cup, which is like my – Portland Timbers dream. It's going to happen. I'm going to be like 65 years old and we're still going to be doing this dog shit podcast. <laughs> and it's fine. Like, we're going to like, oh, we're going to go to the Champions Cup or the, the, like the World it's Club World Morocco. Cup. No, it's going to end up being in fucking Portland and it's going to be the most <laughs> like the depressing. The time, yeah. yeah. We're traveling um, all the way to Portland. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so the question was. If the League's Cup happens and we play, which it will, and if we're going to play away in Mexico, are we going? Yeah, definitely. I'm down. Okay. I think we should all verbally commit. When does that start? Um, July? June? Perfect. What, what month was it? Uh, as July. long as no, cause we still we still have league games for my birthday, and that's June 29th. It was in July, so and it started the, after the league takes a break for it, yeah. 
Okay. So that's like our winter break. Okay. Winter well, break I think we will leave the PVSP contingency uh, heading to Mexico, and we will record live from from Mexico, assuming that we are not murdered uh, by. We any will be getting cartels. murdered. Yeah, uh, I was I was gonna add if we end up playing Club America, I am not wearing Timbers gear to Estadio Azteca. Whatever, dude. No one cares. Va- it's fine. I value my life. Yeah, um, no, that is definitely even going to any game anywhere that's not in the United States of America. Just wear black. It's fine. No one cares. Yeah. Um, no. I wear all, my black Timbers kit. Good to go. All the NPO shirts are black anyway. So, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah well. Uh, just again, bringing us back to the original question, like Josh, you said you were pumped about the season. Um, you like seeing everybody. And I would like to know if you had to choose, who would you like to see first? Is it me or Greg? Greg. Wow. You didn't even hesitate. Damn I right. I, I don't like you. Oh. <laughs> I, suppose, I suppose that's fair. Um, I, pre- I, appreciate, I appreciate the honesty. No big deal. Because I, well, I sit next to Greg, so... You know, what is it? I would like? love, I would love for you to come hang out with us. Oh, dude. and then I'd be happy to see you first. Oh, so if I was in the army, you'd be happier to see me then, Greg. Yes. Oh, Greg. It, it just depends. Just depends on the situation. Well, it it feels fine. Start naming situations. I'll tell you who I like more. Who has to pay the dinner bill? Greg. <laughs> 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 so clearly you're going to Taco Bell. Gotcha. <laughs> that, that's why I always invite Josh out drinking with me because I can get a, I'll offer to pay his tab in exchange for ride home and he order only orders one course light. Yeah. <laughs> it's like uh, it's eighteen dollars like, cheaper than a lift. Right? I don't like to drink. Yeah. yeah, but Jonathan anyway, makes me wants, pick him up. Yeah, take Josh out. He is the cheapest date in the entire world. And if he has more than one Coors Light, you better watch out because uh, he's someone's getting pregnant. Um, oh yeah, and uh, men or women. Yeah, it's not yeah, equal opportunity. Uh, is is Josh's eyes after yeah. one and a half Coors Lights? You just have to be breathing, Greg. If you. Yeah, <laughs> Jesus Christ, uh, Greg. Maybe if you had one and a half Coors Lights, uh, <laughs> like on a scale of one to to drunk, um, where where would you where would you rate that for yourself? If I had one and a half Coors Lights, I'd be more sober than when I started. Yeah, I, I'm on the same team, uh, and, and I, I can't even know. drive. Yeah, like Josh, that, that's that's the equivalent of half a decaf coffee. Yeah, Josh is like stumble drunk uh, after one and a half course. <laughs> oh, like he just pissed his pants. He remember has no that, idea where he is. Remember when I got him to do shots? Of Why is he covered in blood? <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! Don't let's not talk about that. <laughs> oh, oh, I can't god. wait to do that again. Yep. Okay, so. Actually, let's let's move on in this uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. agenda here, and let's talk about the the biggest and best moments and the worst moments. What, Greg, for you was the best moment, and what was the worst moment besides this podcast? Well, I just read off that awful was that first eight or so matches of the season, mm-hmm. yeah. and well, that felt terrible, but that was punctuated. On April 15th, by a 4-1 win against Seattle, I think you have to say <sighs> the single biggest moment of the year was the moment Dyron Espria's foot touched that ball on the opening goal. It mm. was at the 71st, 72nd minute of the match. You can't argue. That is the biggest moment. I completely agree with you. I don't have another moment to say, so I'm just going to agree with you. There was some point that was four goals in 20 minutes in that match. Uh, There was some point around the third goal. Josh, you were standing next to me for that, right? I I was probably sleeping. No, and I just I I think I like grabbed you like by the collar and shook you. That's when you you, I screamed in your face, jacket. Yes, and I screamed in your face, "What is happening?" Yeah, and I'm like, "You're ripping my jacket." I don't care. (laughs) That was great. Oh, 
oh, just like <sighs> yeah, just how happy that felt. You know, yeah. like you just oh, all the endorphins. That has to be the biggest. Uh, if you want me to answer the lowest moment after that, I can. Yeah, you might as well. The lowest moment was on the last match of the season <laughs> when we knew that we were not going to the playoffs. And so part of the home closer TIFO experience is, you know, we make all those two sticks, uh, one for each player and a few others on the staff. And then we give them to the players as like a thank you for wearing the crest and playing for our city. And I was down on the pitch handing those out to a few people. I think I had uh, mascara. <laughs> I had Ivicic, which was hilarious. <laughs> oh, no way. Yeah, oh, you hilarious. never dished on that story. No, no. I, I, I said to myself. And, and there's a Gio one, too. I, I said to myself, there's no way he's coming like to this match. But if he is, when I go to hand it to him, I'm going to drop it on the on the ground. <laughs> before it reaches his head but i had a few of them and uh oh i had larry's anyway um handing those to the players as they were walking off like completely disheartened and like some of them ready to cry with how the Mm -hmm. season turned out it was just like a here you here you go larry's thank you uh fist bump it, oh, it I'll, was, I'll grab it out of the trash later yeah. <laughs> and repurpose it. It, it was with a better defender. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was painful. It was disheartening. It was just like, man, like there's there's no way to make this better. It's I. Uh. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah. Did anyone smile, or were they just kind of like, "Thanks, Greg." <laughs> the closest to a smile i think was uh when paredes was given his belt and yeah, that's fair he didn't i mean he was clearly pissed like like in a, you know, in a very go ahead oh, i was just gonna say i don't like them being that way but it's i'm also i like that they they were pissed because it shows that they actually do care. They yeah. care, you know, like, and hopefully that'll all translate next year into something positive. Yep. I'm thrilled that you care. And I felt bad for him that this moment that should be, I don't want to say the pinnacle of his footballing career. Cause what are, we're just a bunch of stupid anarchist punk rockers who made a wrestling belt to handle the players. Can but, you say sexy before you say all that yeah, other stuff? We're a bunch of sexy, stupid anarchist punk rockers okay. who made this stupid Thanks. wrestling belt to give to the players. But, you know, I want him, I wanted him to be able to celebrate when he received it and he really couldn't. And that was a bummer. Yeah. I, I will say um, my, my favorite moment was making to the, the knockout rounds of the league's cup uh, and getting out of our group. And I thought that was extremely exciting. I still think if you look at those, the way the groups were put together, we had like the shittiest draw possible um, having uh, Tigres and Monterey uh, in our Path and other teams had easier uh, ways to get there, but I still that to me, um, I love every second of that, and that is the biggest moments making it to a knockout round. And if you guys remember that the game against Monterey where we got knocked out, it, it, we still played really well, and we had a lot of opportunities. Uh, like we could have put that game away, and we yeah. just didn't. That was a hard loss. Like you felt that loss. Yeah. So like to me, that is the best and the worst moment was uh, we were doing poorly in MLS. uh, And then for some reason, like in leagues cup, like we found like that tournament competition, like that, like inner like competition that we have uh, where it's like, Oh, it's a knockout round. Like, let's go for this shit. And I thought we did really well. And uh, again, it, it, that's more exciting to me than playing against like fucking Colorado uh, and um, the the rest of the other dog shit teams in in MLS. I also you reminded me of something that was also a positive takeaway, which was uh, Paredes 
he was not supposed to be a starter. He was going to be a bench player this year, and Eric Williamson and uh, Ajala were going to be in, you know, deputizing midfield with uh, Evander and um, uh, uh, Diego Chara. And Paredes stepped up in a huge way, and I'm I'm pumped to see what happens for him for next year. Um, it's I know like we all have other teams that we support. And for me, it's like uh, Tottenham where we have Ben Davis, who's the, uh, you know, a center back or a left back. Um, he's not a starting quality or starting caliber player, but when he's called upon to fill in a role, he can do it and he does well. And I hope that Paredes stays in that same type of role where he can become, you know, like when we need him to step in, like he steps in and he continues to uh, to do what he did this past season. You know, that's a good thing to say because I would love to, yeah, like I would love for our players to, we, I, I would love to be able to have those players that we can call on in those kinds of situations. Yeah. Because we do, we do have a long season and it's a tough season and it's a lot of traveling and it's just, it's, it wears on people. And now with the least cup, it wears even more. So it would be nice to have like that, you know, secondary a team that can come in off the bench at any time. And we could trust them. Like, you know, like we used to have just, you come off the bench when like what Gio would what like start doing, um, oh my God, what's it called? <laughs> when you no, switch I, players, I, substitution subs, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and again, oh, folks, brain... this is sober Josh. Imagine my <laughs> one and a half hours life. Yeah. Wow. Also, but, um, I'm, yeah. I'm digging on the camera, Josh. This weird like we can only see your face, Edge Lord TikTok thing going yeah. on. He's got all the lights off on his screen. Words, welcome. I'm gonna join him. But um, I, you know, Gia would always take everyone. I mean, start doing subs in like the 70th, 80th minute. And I would love to have like even at halftime, if we have a player that's not doing so hot, we'd be able to actually call off, call on someone on the bench to come in and dominate for the second half. You know, like I thought Blanco would be doing that this year. But, like, it was too little too late by the time we <laughs> had him come in. Look at I you. Mean, he still right? made subs 20 minutes earlier than Caleb Porter did. Oh, Caleb was the worst. Caleb would be like, yeah, it's stoppage time. Um, should we talk about Caleb Schmorter? Mention it, but let's not linger. Spend no time on this. Oh, oh Randy has joined us again. <laughs> New Randy. Thank you. Um <laughs> Caleb Porter gonna end up in New England. He is another pass around. He is uh, like my high school. Never mind. I'm not gonna say that. <laughs> I don't want to get... <laughs> get in trouble. Um, uh, so, yeah, fuck him. Bye. Was that good? Yeah. Enough? Um, that was pretty good. Is is isn't he inheriting the Rebs from Bruce Arena? Mm-hmm. And if I recall, Bruce Arena said something uh, terrible um, in which why he was uh, kicked out of the, the – well, he's now been reinstated. He can coach again. But I think he probably said something that he's not supposed to say. Cool. Referred to people uh, as a slur. And I don't know if that has to do with uh, sexual orientation or if it has to do with race or if it has to do with gender, but it was something he shouldn't have done. Cool. You, um, you should have done that. that. He's just a boy. Poor little feller. Is that Sling Blade? You can throw that quote oh, yeah. in there. Hating Sling crimes and shit. lines. Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, cool. Well, fuck him. Uh, he's going to do terrible in, in New England. And everything and- he does. I, I do think it is funny that, you know, he gets fired from Columbus and then they win the MLS Cup. Uh, that uh, Well, he so. won the MLS Cup with Columbus, too. How long ago was that? 2020. Did he? Really? Yeah. Greg, that's like forever ago in sports championships. <laughs> yeah, there was okay? like already a pandemic in between yeah. that. So what stupid. have you done for me lately? Yeah. The well, pandemic. X-rays. I, I think it technically started in 2020. When did the mandemic start? In the U.S., it, it made it to the U.S. in 2020. 
So it started in Thanks, China man. in like the end of 2019, and then that's slowly... why it's called COVID 19. Not because there were 18 COVIDs before it. So <laughs> we should talk about uh, not the COVID 19 uh, pandemic. Uh, we should talk about the players we need to build on for this next season, and it's also players that we don't need to build on for me. And I think we kind of touched on this during the last episode, but. We spent a lot of money on Evander, and if he's not going to be the player that we're going to build around, then we should ship him off to another team. This is the season that it matters. If he yeah. can't, yeah, if he can't turn it on this season, we're done. So, I think again, we did talk about this during the last episode, and I'll probably contradict myself because I do that weekly at work anyway. But what I would say is. I still care about a goalkeeper. I think that's the most glaring hole that we have on the roster. And I think the player to build around at this point would be Evander. And if Mourinho has figured out his, you know, shenanigans from last season, which it seems like he has, I think those two players are the future of this team. And we're going to have Eric back too. Probably. Right. Do we, do we think he'll come back? I don't know. <sighs> Greg? Eric, er, Eric's, Eric's an enigma. I Beautiful. He is. I'm going to say something that's going to get me a lot of hate. It's going to get a lot of angry emails. I love Eric. If we sold him off for a chunk of cash and some Tam, I wouldn't be pissed. How dare you? He's, I mean, he's kind of, so you just said we spent $10 million on a Vander and he has to be the player that we build around. Uh, and then we spent a chunk of time at the beginning of this episode talking about how a Vander's more effective as a link up late arriving number eight than as a number 10. That's the spot that Eric takes too. And you're not going to convert Eric to be a Jimmy or not Jimmy, a Diego Chara type. You're not going to convert Eric to be a winger. So, and Eric doesn't want to be a depth piece. I don't think he deserves to be a depth piece. He deserves to get starting minutes uh, and to borrow something from our least favorite podcast that fucking sucks. And if it stopped tomorrow, Morisonic? nobody'd be sad about it. Morisonic. Let <laughs> these guys are such losers. Such losers. Yeah. Wow. They're the PVSP of podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, players deserve to be happy and go places where they could be successful and be happy. So you don't think oh Eric could be a winger? God. Like, did Pat just spit no. in your butthole and that came out your mouth? That was like exactly what Pat would say. What Eric is going to come back to? Is he going to be buff and strong, or is he going to be scrawny and pat like? <laughs> I'm not. I'm not smart enough to be Pat. No, no one is. It's unfortunate. If you're listening, Pat, we only talk shit about you guys because we're inferior, and it's the only way that we know how to communicate. Uh, and it's our love language. Yeah. So basically, fuck you. That's right. Yeah. Willie talks shit about you because I wait for you to release your episode so I can listen to Pete and write notes about what he says and then regurgitate his information <laughs> on our podcast. Like who who wouldn't do that? That any sense? Um, like don't reinvent the wheel. They did a great job. Let's just like hop on, like you know, like you jump onto a moving train and hope you don't die. Same kind yeah. of thing. Let me tell you guys about worms and bees. <laughs> <laughs> Here's our uh, starting 11 chickens. Yes, the starting 11 of chickens. Remember when you stole the burner ref card from them? That was amazing. And then we told you, you were like, did you know that you, you can't steal that? That's actually theirs. What do you mean and steal it? That, that's ours. I came up with that. I was the first. <laughs> this sounds like me now. This is <laughs> Remember when we had that game? Um, what was it? Soccer criminal or war criminal? And who won? George Bush or Donald Trump? <laughs> I don't remember, but it was like we had. I don't even know if we ever did it. Was that uh, Josh? I did you make that up? I probably did, but <laughs> I, I, 
I think we did it. Hold on. Let me what look. the hell are you talking I have it in my notes right here. Yeah, hold on. I'm opening it right now. Was it the Daily Show that did a Henry Kissinger versus Dick Cheney? Like, who was worse oh in battle? Okay, I have soccer criminal or war criminal. I have Dutch international footballer Quincy Promes sentenced to 18 months in prison for stabbing his cousin. I have Kareem Benzema found guilty of attempting to blackmail a teammate. I have Brian oh, Fernandez right. and the addictions destroying his life. And then we didn't come up with war criminal ones. And we were going to see if it was a soccer guy or a war criminal. And we were going to guess. And play Dude, I don't oh, remember this at all. This that. is amazing. That's a great game. We got to reinstate that. But um, I guess so if um, you're actually listening to this episode, maybe um, tell us about criminals. Send me yeah. a message. <laughs> anyway. DMs. Players to build on. Evander. Uh, it has to be Evander. It has to be Evander. It has to be Santi. If we can keep Santi happy because he went on a fucking tear yeah. when yeah. Miles let him do his thing. Uh, Mora needs to stay healthy. Yes. Absolutely. Uh, with that, and I'll even take Dyron and give me one DP... A goal scoring winger in that mix. And even with a second rate keeper, I think we can tear it up. But I agree with you. We need an upgrade at keeper so badly. And then would we keep Hunter as our backup or do we because we should have three keepers. Do we need I, a keeper and a backup keeper and then Hunter in third again? Or if Hunter can't be the backup keeper anymore, then he should go. Because Hunter's gonna, yeah, Hunter's going to go somewhere and no. dominate, and it's going to suck for us. We're paying Hunter next to nothing. Keep paying him next to nothing to be a third keeper and keep training. What if he wants to be more than a third keeper? Well, then he yeah. you just get... said you want the players to be happy, Greg. Then he needs to get better. I'm sorry. Whoa! But he needs to play to get better. Whoa, Josh, hitting you with a knowledge bomb. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 30 minus 30 is zero, Doc. Well, maybe he needs to go to T2 and lead T2 to winning U.S. Open Cup in MLS Next Pro. And Next Pro sounds like a PlayStation game. Uh, It probably is a PlayStation game. Yeah. But it's like PlayStation 3. (sighs) Yeah. Never made available for like five. So, well, I mean, again... I think we all agree that the the cornerstone of the franchise of the future should be um, Evander, given the money that we spent and the skill that he uh, has shown. He has the like you know he can execute at a very high level, unless Phil Neville brings in Jamie Tart. Is or Phil West Neville Burns. not Jamie Tart? They Phil sound Neville, exactly the same. And he's Danny Rojas. So, Bring in anyone from Ipswich and we're good. Dude, when you say like a goal scoring winner, like I really think of Wes Burns at this point. I think of Wes Burns. Like that's like his top quality is a competable. That is yeah. so like you to like fall in love with a guy who scores one goal and then just the best put goal all your chips ever in. scored. Put all your chips in. Gregory, how dare you? It's, it's Greg, Frank. Uh, it was it's Frank Bully. Frank Bully all over again. Not at all. That was like goal of the century. Yeah, that was pretty fucking good goal. And Wes Burns, A, he's very sexually attractive. Mm-hmm. B, he scored that really super hot goal. Yep. And See, C, he had balls under that penis. <laughs> <laughs> and he uses those balls to score. Sexy holes. Yeah, I mean that's the best. See, uh, it's a better see than I had saved up. So <laughs> I heard, I heard his mom's hot. <laughs> oh wow! How's wow. Blake's mom doing, Josh? She doesn't like me anymore. Aww. She you guys aren't me. friends on social media? No, she blocked me. I <laughs> <laughs> sent her a couple texts, and they were like, "Eh, it's probably too much." Like, hey, um, you want to make out? My grandma yeah. just died. <laughs> <laughs> oh jesus christ <laughs> oh all right well i think that we can uh successfully uh move on and then yeah um so what we need in the off season is again i think we already said that a keeper and a goal scoring winger and i Defense. think we should 
bring in whatever players. Yeah, I mean, again, we still got to wait and see what happens with Zuperich. Like, if he's leaving, uh, he asked to leave. So uh, maybe they're trying to have Phil Neville have some time to convince him that he should uh, he should stay. But why? <laughs> I mean, like, because Phil Neville wouldn't want to lose him. But I, yeah, I definitely think that it's the uh, it, keeper, winger. And one defender in central defense would do the trick because Bravo and Mascara, when they're on fire, they're on fire. And um, uh, I think, again, our midfield is stacked, assuming we keep all the same players that we have and everyone stays healthy. And it's the it's the Jimmy Char that's got to go. And again, like I even like Felipe Mora was really good when he came back from, you know, his injury. Uh, but I still like yeah. to me like he's another Christian Paredes level player where it's like he's really good, but he is not the the starting striker for what I would envision the Portland Timbers. But anyway, that's a whole other episode. That's another thing we should. Yeah, we need a real striker. You yeah. are you are wrong, but I will save that for another episode. Okay, you're gonna save that for another episode. We'll save that for another episode. Greg, we've been at this for another episode. We've been at this for another episode. We've been at this for over an hour. Yeah, I think we're good. I think. Does we, anything think we, else stand out on the year that yes. anybody wants to talk about? Uh-huh. We need a DP keeper. <laughs> I don't think we need a DP keeper. I think we need like a Tam keeper. <laughs> All right. So the only thing I'm going to plug, I have a few things to plug in this episode, which is Greg's plugging something right now. Yeah. <laughs> what are you, What are you plugging, Greg? His, butt. <laughs> his own butt um, with his own fingers. Uh, it's a ma- magical. No, <laughs> not fingers. He's way evolved past that. <laughs> Gotta plug them all. Yeah. <laughs> um, Greg. Yeah. Uh, for a more mature podcast full of actual content, you should listen to Morrisonic because they're really good. And we really like those guys, even though I've never met them in real life. Apparently, though, I've seen Pat and could not pick him out from a lineup. The other thing I wanted to plug was uh, if you haven't listened to Onward, uh, it's a 107ist podcast. You should definitely give that a listen. The last episode featured an interview with outgoing president Gab Rosas uh, and myself, which was really fun. Um, and credit to uh, Brian May and Dominique Whitaker, who have been like keeping that uh, train on uh Autopilot. They've been doing a really good job of making sure that there's consistent releases and it's much appreciated. Uh, super and cool. Lots of new fun content coming this year. Oh, 2024 is going to be wild uh, for both podcasts. And then I would also say uh, uh, upcoming soon is going to be the 107 is board elections. And if you guys remember us from last year talking about it, where we feature some candidates, I think we can try and do something similar, or at least we could uh, have Onward uh, do something similar where. You know, we get some candidate profiles going, um, but we're in the midst of securing a location for the upcoming uh, candidate forum, which if you went and saw last year was pretty fun. That was at Ringler's in downtown Portland. But also, if you want to run for the board, you should give it a shot. Check it out. Um, uh, I'm free to answer any questions at any point as someone who was not involved um, uh, prior to, but as I'm now heavily involved and would encourage anyone who who wants to, you know, give it a shot to go for it. It's going to be competitive. There are going to be four open board seats on this election, which is insane, considering there was only one last year. So uh, just a few plugs for the, the serious shit. And um, yeah, love you guys. Thanks for being yeah. Uh, closing track. So when Jonathan at the beginning of this episode was talking about one of the greatest rap songs of all time, I was going to change my closing track pick and make a joke uh, picking a song called Are You the Walrus by a group called Furthermore, which goes back to my old Christian punk scene days. They were a, a little Christian punk rap ensemble and when i was thinking about it i realized no that song is all about like slut shaming and not stepping in when people are abusing their children in public 
So why would you pick that? So fuck. Yeah, because I'm not gonna pick that. I'm gonna go with my original. Uh, it's a song. Greg uh, is good at music. I so am. It's a song called "August Is Falling." by a band called august is falling uh, are you guys familiar with august is falling um oh, familiar with stupid. baby got back by throwdown oh these oh, guys actually a really good version these guys literally saved my life uh on tour in japan back in 1997 so if you guys don't know august is falling go do a deep dive on their discography it's amazing that's our closing track I would like to know more about what happened in Japan in 2007. You might just have to stay tuned for another episode of Portland Vanity Soccer Podcast to find out. Hey, Josh, where and how do they reach us? Okay, everybody. You can email us at portlandvanity at gmail.com. Leave us a voicemail, 503-583-4235. Um, Twitter, PDX Vanity Soccer, Instagram, Portland Vanity, and we are now available on FarmersOnly.com at PDX Vanity. Yeah, thanks, Josh. We got, kicked, yeah. we got kicked off of OnlyFans. Yeah, OnlyFans is like you don't create enough content for the listeners. They yes, they don't like the butt stuff. All right, are we done? Yeah, we're done. All right, bye guys. Bye, bye. for now. Double penetration keeper. Uh, how many how many open DP slots do you have, Josh? Uh, I know on average there's ten slots open. <laughs> and he wants. That's super fun. He's one of those people who are going to like get like patch boners. Um, I know. That's why I'm like, oh, I'll send him just some old shit.
Uh, that will probably get sent back for non-machinable or whatever. I always send them non-machinable, but I think this is too thick anyways. So I could have to put it in a different thing. It would cost like five It's too bucks thick, huh? You hear that a lot. <laughs> yeah. Mm. That's what they said about Greg's heart today. Oh, Greg, are you going to die? Excuse me, Mr. Donnelly, your heart's too thick with two C's. Thick heart. No, they said my heart heart was awesome, and my lab work work was all good, and they said my lungs were beautiful, which doesn't make sense because I'm 39. I smoked from the age of 18 to 34 and then been vaping ever since, so I don't know how the hell that works out they do call you the king of vapes they do the thick, thick dads who vape for the timbers army <laughs> Dude, colin smith um uh was i my favorite thing about him getting that package was him absolutely posting that in patch patrol so good um because it was like the centerpiece of that package he used was the Randy is no fun sticker. And uh, Randy immediately, again, you saw the comments that I posted, um, was just like the, the face. And that made me very happy. He does like it. He can, he can pretend he doesn't like it. He's, Every time we say his name, it's like saying fabulous. Fantastic. Or fantastic, whatever the fucking word is that I never yeah. say. Yeah. Oh, that was fantastic. So first question I have uh, for you, Josh, is why did your credit card get declined? (laughs) So (laughs) it's like one of those kind of things. Hey, Jonathan, I got a merch idea. Yeah? You start a bank. We issue PVSP credit cards. And the interest funds the podcast. We should do PVSP <laughs> NFTs. <laughs> now that now that no one wants them anymore. <laughs> Listeners, call us at 503-583-4235 and tell us if you want some NFTs. Of Can we start our own blockchain? Yeah. Jesus Christ. Okay. Right. Are we ready to do this? Let's do it. Start at right. four. So it's easy. Yes. Yes. They cover it all, they'll discuss everything except football.